0: Today
1: on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Eric and Eric here. How you doing? I'm doing well. So we got a full slate of stories, so let's dive right in. Um, Jay Leno uh, suffered a horrific, horrific third-degree burns on his face and hands from a a car injury, basically. Not a car accident. So he is a car enthusiast. He's known for Jay Leno's garage. He has, what,
2: hundreds, I assume. Classic cars, weird cars. like. Not just classic like cool fifties and sixties cars cars from over a century ago.
1: Yeah, not muscle cars. like. He has those those as well, but he really is is fond of very old cars like the earliest cars off the manufacturing line from Ford Model T's and things like that. He was working on one because his you know, his hobby is not just driving them around. He actually like sort of rolls up his denim sleeves and he gets in there and he and he works on the cars. So he was working on a 115 year old car. It was a 1907 white steam car Um, and you can see a picture of it online. It looks so Classic. The wheels are sort of yeah. thinner. It's I a mean, beautiful car. Beautiful, and it's restored to absolute perfection. He was working on a a clogged fuel line. All of these cars obviously are you know have old fashioned equipment in them. He was working on it, uh, and the gas line I guess broke in some way and sprayed gasoline all over him. And almost immediately there was a spark and he ignited. You've got an accelerant all over you. He's on fire. Yeah. Uh very, very scary situation. Could have killed him. Absolutely could have killed him. I mean, this is serious because you can't just pat it out when you have gasoline on you, it just it was like a mini quickly. explosion. Like you're yeah. spraying gasoline and then a spark
2: goes off and it just he just erupted.
1: Horrific. Horrific. So he had a friend nearby, a guy named Dave, really quick thinking, jumps on him, I assume, sort of throws smothering blankets or something to, to douse the flame. But the damage was was done. I mean, these 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 fires burn very quickly and burn very hot. He's got third degree burns he's battling in the hospital um harvey is spoke to him last night and said his spirits are very high he doesn't sound loopy like he's on pain medication he is sort of in good spirits. Yeah, on paper you know I, I didn't speak to him but reading what he
2: said it sounds like jay leno
1: it sounds like jay leno i mean but he's
2: like might have to have skin grafts on the left side of his face yeah on his hands uh, also i saw he's canceling his appearances for like
1: five to ten days yeah I think I would be out for the rest of the year. Yeah, you now. would think. You but, would, and look, but Jay Leno's a workaholic. Yeah, he is a workaholic, and, and that is one of the things he's most famous for. He still does stand-up sets. I mean, this guy's yeah. been retired from The Tonight Show for years. He has the car shows and so forth, but he loves working, and he loves being he in does. front of crowds, and that is just who he is. Um, you know, he may look different after this. Skin grafts are, have come a long We'd, way, but if he has serious burns on his face, there may be a, a this difference. This
2: is it's just such a weird, like, like, final destination kind of thing that a fuel line would spray him, and then a, a spark would go off, and... There's a video. He actually uh, did this car, this, this 1907 white steam car on his Jay Leno's garage. Mm-hmm. And he showed how it works because obviously the engine from 1907 is very
1: different. The tech is a little different. Uh, yeah. And there's a, there's These a aren't part Teslas. where
2: yeah. he's showing how it works where he pulls his panel down. And you, you I mean, I don't understand cars. I'm not a car guy, especially, you know, century Vintage old cars. cars yeah. yeah. But it, it basically, it's like there's like a pilot light. You had to light in the engine to, to spark this thing. And he shows that on the show. Oh, and, wow. and it kind of flares for a second. He's like, oop almost burned my hand there.
1: Oh, wow. So it's a dangerous car. It, it, it really is. Now, now the good news is this is obviously very serious injuries. Apparently, his eyes and ears, which are two yeah. very sensitive organs that if they're burned could have permanent damage, were not affected. So he should yes. have sight. He should have all of his hearing, even if there's some physical differences in his look. Very, very fortunate to have his friend Dave around to sort yeah. of put him out. Um, and I don't think this will dampen his enthusiasm for cars. Jay Leno no. seems to be the kind of guy who is very realistic about. I work on old cars, and that is the risk you pieces. take, and it's 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 a risk that you take being a mechanic. I uh, in the, I mean, in the, the garage it, with
2: anything, but like particularly these cars where they're these combustible engines, where you got to light fires under them, literally, like yeah, things could happen. It's
1: amazing. Something worse hasn't happened before with these old cars. That's what I was thinking. He's worked on them for years. And for this to be the first sort of catastrophe that he's encountered, I'm sure he's had little flare ups here and sure. there. Um I don't think it'll I don't think it'll deter him from no. wanting to work on cars. This is his hobby. And and I think it's it, it goes with the territory. He loves it. And I think you'll see him back in the garage. Well, like
2: you said, you know, given the potential for injury with these kinds of vehicles, yeah. and he's been doing this for a very long time. He's got a great track record. Yeah. More often than not, you're gonna be okay. Yeah, it's probably so, a freak accident. It's you a know, freak he accident. He knows what he's doing yeah. if
1: he's done it for this long. So, you know, good wishes to to Jay and hopefully uh, yeah. speedy recovery. Let's move on to a uh, a pretty dark story yeah. that is brewing about an old old not that old but oh. an older case. It's been a while. Casey Anthony. Yeah. You know, she is doing her interview, speaking
2: out for the first time ever publicly about yes. the death of her daughter Kaylee uh, with this new Peacock special,
1: "Where the Truth Lies." Yes.
2: And she's essentially, which is, which is her perspective yes, for it, the most part. It's, it's not her Gray
1: sort of drilling her with questions. We've done a story on that. This is Casey's because, because the jury of did acquit her in the death of her daughter. That's right. uh, lots of people do not believe she's innocent, but she
2: legally is. So she's speaking out, and she has uh, another suspect: her own father.
1: Yeah, George. Uh,
2: her father, George. Uh, so she says that he's the one who who found Kaylee's body that she had drowned in a pool. Uh, she says she fell asleep with with Kaylee on top of her, and then she wakes up, and her father's like, where is she? And he finds her, and she's
1: wet and cold, and she had died. Uh, she's and, painting a picture of maybe, like, a nap with her daughter. It's unclear yeah. if it's in the evening or during yeah. the day where, you know, your kid falls asleep on you. Kay- Kaylee was, I think, two or yeah, three. she was two. She was two years old, so that happens. You know, I have young kids. They and she woke fall up and didn't know where she was, you. and
2: she's like, well, she wouldn't leave without me. And then her father finds the body, and then she says she didn't go to police for a while because she was in denial that her daughter had died, which is sort of odd. Uh, but that's the she, craziest part in, in my mind. She is now going on to say that her father, you know, he had abused her sexually when she was a child, yep. and she now thinks that he had moved on to her daughter
1: and then killed her, basically to to get rid of the evidence of that. All of the elements of this story make sense except for the denial that your daughter has died. I, I can I, look; my kid has fallen asleep on me. They do wander, and you, and I'm a sound sleeper. They can wander off of you. All of that sort of makes sense. They can get into some peril. The father can come in uh, and say that. And, but but if your child is dead, uh, and and, and, and has you know you've seen the body, and you've seen the body.
2: There's there's shock and maybe you know all the the stages of grief, but. It's hard for me to make that for leap. For days that yeah. you just like don't tell people your child's died.
1: If your father it, comes in and says, oh, she's wet, and I, I pulled her out of the pool and she's fine, you would want to hear your daughter being fine. I mean, yeah. drowning is one of the biggest parental fears in the world. Open bodies of water. They did have the pool. She doesn't think that... Kaylee would have been able to climb into the pool because there wasn't a ladder. That's why she suspects yeah. her father smothered her because she had been smothered in the past during abuse episodes uh, that yeah, she alleges this, about this her father. The, the
2: implication that he uh, abused her, which you know he had denied all of this back in the trial when she first sort of suggested some of these things. But now she's going full tilt, basically,
1: Here's the thing. I don't think this narrative is going to work on the public. I, I, no, I really I, don't. I, I, Casey Anthony, you've developed your opinions at this point. She's going to tell this story, which sounds horrific, but it's going to sound so implausible that I think it's going to do her more harm than good in terms of just living her life. It does. But this is because you and
2: I remember this trial when it happened. So it's been over a decade now. Yeah. Since this happened, I, I don't think anybody who followed that trial, their opinion is going to be changed by probably Not. anything she has to say. But if you're 20 years old watching this, here's like a for true crime time. Point, You have no, you were a child yourself when this happened. You probably don't really remember it or didn't understand it when it was happening. That's a great point. She could change the narrative in the future. Future generations might be
1: like, well, maybe she didn't do it. I mean, you know, that's a great point to to some people. This will be the first they're hearing all the. They they might have heard her name. Yeah. Yeah, they might have a vague understanding. Well,
2: the same with the, the Dahmer series. A lot of people knew he was a murderer. Yes. But that was 30 years ago. So this is the first they were really seeing all of it. And, and it, you know, the
1: complaints of the family is that it sort of humanizes him in a way. Yeah. And and look, to 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 give Casey Anthony her due, she was ultimately acquitted. There was a jury of her peers that I said... I mean, so is O.J. You know, absolutely. I was wondering if yeah. the same thing could happen in, you know... You know, O.J.'s quite old, so he's going to have to get moving on a documentary. But some time has passed. That case but was you, in but 1994. you do see with, with O.J., S- since he's been out of prison now, that... You it see, softens. younger
2: people running up wanting to get selfies with him because they know who he is. Yes. They know the name. They know there was something happened, something bad maybe, but they
1: don't really know all the details. Particularly in bars, young blonde women are, you know know the association with, with Nicole Brown Simpson, and it's a little bit like a lark to them to go up yeah, to like OJ. OJ and I got a dance picture with, with OJ Simpson. I'm a blonde. Oh, don't kill me. Yeah. Things tend to soften over time or change and mold. I mean, he was a scary figure in, in, in my head, and I still think of OJ as. Well, Nicole Brown, I mean, he. Well,. <laughs> Allegedly, listen. Yeah. Cut her her throat till she was
2: almost decapitated.
1: Yes, that's.
2: No, nah, you it, can't
1: soften that. Yeah, our, guys, our age who lived that trial. I mean, it was a day to day existence. You saw the evidence day in day out. It, it was a and heard about the abuse. You and, heard and the abuse. There's a mountain of evidence. The way the way Johnny Cochran played the case was talked about ad nauseum on yeah. the news. So so we lived it live. But now, if it's just sort of yeah. with a you know reflecting on it, people could have a different and, view. And
2: same thing now with Casey Anthony because yeah.
1: the thing is, especially because Casey's
2: still here to tell her version, which she's now doing. Kaylee fades into the background, sadly. She yep. lost her voice a decade ago. Yeah. And and the, who that child was
1: gets lost to time. That's that's always the thing with these. The victims are the ones who are not around. That's right. That's right. The survivors of these tragedies are the ones who tell the stories over time. And and Casey Anthony has every incentive to to lie, to to shade the truth in her favor. I'm not saying she's outright lying. I don't know the truth. But she is the only one carrying maybe, the narrative forward. Maybe she forward. is telling the truth. Maybe we, we have to leave that possibility open, I suppose. But... I wonder what George's response is. He's, he's alive, denied I assume. It. He has denied these allegations so. over time. This is not the first time she's brought her father in as a no, potential she, she suspect. No, she tied this him in part of the during trial. the trial. This is I think this is the first time she's gone so far as to basically suggest he did it. Yes. She's now painted a, a full narrative of how he may have done this. He had abused her. All those allegations were part because of that's the trial the, the that same she was question, a victim of again, with, in her child. With OJ, the question becomes, okay, say you entertain. Casey Anthony didn't do it. OJ didn't do it. Yeah. Who did? Yes. Which is why OJ and, felt compelled to write that book. If if I did it, yeah. he was trying to like sort of paint some sort of narrative of of you know alternative theories and so forth but wow uh, this is this is pretty heavy stuff i think this will garner a lot of attention um, because people our age are still curious about the case yeah. and have a sort of morbid fascination with the case and you haven't seen her happening. speak out about it and younger people have heard the name and say oh that's a great true crime What's this Instagram about? is very yeah. hot so i do think it'll do well but you know look at it with a somewhat of a skeptical eye cuz some of these some yeah. parts of this story just don't make sense from a parental perspective in my yeah. mind yeah
0: Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of Big Give Week's 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it.
1: Um, all right, let's move on to uh, Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Um, The book that this this is a fascinating development It doesn't involve Kyrie directly, but the book uh, that was the basis for the documentary that he tweeted out a link to uh, has now been pulled from the shelves. This was the anti-Semitic documentary Hebrews to Negroes Wake Up Black America. Kyrie watched a documentary on Amazon Prime, found it interesting in some respects, I guess, and, and p- posted the link, and that set off the whole yeah. s- course of events where he's now been suspended from the league, had conversations with the commissioner, and so forth. Barnes and no- There was a lot of pressure after that for Amazon to have some accountability. Hey, you had this on your platform. Kyrie just watched it, but you're actually profiting from putting this on your platform yeah. and having people download it. Uh, Amazon has not taken it down, but Barnes & Noble now has pulled the book from their shelves, some people will shout you know censorship we should yeah. have access to all types of information but barnes and noble said look this is hate speech and we don't have to carry it on our shelves we're a private company we're not the government yeah. uh we're not going to carry it we think it's a dangerous text and there's no reason and no one can force us to 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 do so yeah. I think yeah, it's that, responsible. That barnes and noble is not a, a school library that's no. funded with taxpayer money they they can
2: they stock can or remove book. whatever they
1: want and they have and now what do you think amazon does because now there's been you could have all held the line all the platforms could have said we are neutral we're a platform people put things on our platform that we don't agree with obviously there's yeah. things on amazon's platform that are not problematic but that amazon as a company doesn't subscribe to should amazon get in the business of pulling this is it a sort of slippery slope people are going to say this is this is not a world you want to live there's so in. Yes. much
2: you know outcry against banning books right now yeah and usually it's from like you know the left complaining about people on the right trying to ban things with like with gay themes or trans themes. Is this? And I'm not equating. Yeah, you know, this will be the argument. It's like, oh, well, you're yes. fine for book banning yes. with this, but yeah, you know, honestly,
1: genuine question. I don't know. Does Amazon sell Mein Kampf, Hitler's book? This is I don't exactly know exactly do where it was gonna go. That was a big deal when I was a kid. Could you get a copy? It seemed like almost a, a strangely haunted text. And yeah. should it be available? What were Hitler's words while he was writing in prison? You know, could we understand him? Mein Kampf is, you know, Hitler was a big historical figure. This was a, a, a work of from his. Twisted that that book for 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 evil is important to the twentieth
2: century, it's, right? It's, but but do you want it available for sale because it still influences people? This this yeah this book you know the the, the Hebrews to Negroes book influences
1: people. We've seen right. that yeah. We read Machiavelli because speech is not perfected. The, I the Guess prince, that's the though, thing. we read problematic texts that, yeah. that motivate and influence people to do bad things all the time. Mein Kampf has a historical significance. He's a very important historical figure. I mean, Hitler was Times Man of the Year. This is garbage to me like you, you know Barnes and Noble and Amazon don't have to carry garbage and I think it's <laughs> well no I do I think I don't think it's I, mean, like, I'm well, so, yeah, I, I think Mein Kampf is garbage too but it is <clears> but <throat> it's like historically significant garbage and this is just like trash screed it, it doesn't from what I've heard it's not very well researched it's not very well done this is not a piece of art in well, there there are same a lot of books arguably. that are not well researched and not
2: well done fair you enough you can get anywhere do, do you consider this book hate speech then
1: that's I, that's the question. And Barnes know. and Noble does. And it is yeah. totally as a private company, it's within their right to remove it. Yes. And I do think it's within Amazon's right, and I now think Amazon will be under an inordinate amount of pressure to to remove this. I mean, there's yeah. no, there may be no place for it in the discourse. Um and Which is it does so you, potential harm. You so. know this already you can already see the other side oh, Well, you this see just it. proves
2: yeah. their point. Like,
1: yeah, you, you say bad things and they just take it away. And yes. And it becomes sort of a forbidden fruit. There's there's an element of that argument of like, what are they hiding from us? And and, and that is uh, somewhat, uh, you know, that's an attractive line of reasoning in some sense. If you remove these things, you make them more tempting in some way. You think, you know, this is a haunted book that they don't want us to see. And it becomes even more alluring. Uh, That said, this one is just a it's radioactive at this point. I I think it's responsible Barnes and Noble to pull it. And I do think Amazon We'll probably do so. I think they'll probably follow suit. But we'll have they'll, to they'll see. try and probably wait for this to all the attention on Kyrie to pass, and then quietly just remove it. Yes. All right. We've done some heavy stuff. We've done yeah. gasoline burns. We've done you know Holocaust books. Well, there's still some murder in denial. this aisle. Yes, that's right. That's <laughs> this right. Next topic. So. Let's end on Jeopardy, and I want to do a sort of combo of Jeopardy stories. We'll start with the arguably more serious one, although they're all ultimately not that serious. Um, Celebrity Jeopardy is going on right now, and uh, there was a question on the show yesterday that people have a problem with. Um, The question You mean there was an answer? That's you right. don't know how Jeopardy works. Apologies. Wow, that's Apologies. There was an answer, and the clue was um, in 2021, fugitive Brian Laundrie ended his days in Florida's Micahachi Creek, home to these long and toothy critters. So, the end of the question is sort of uh, playful. Uh, the the answer, category was A list, we should say. So, all the answers yes. started with A. And the question would be the answer What are alligators? What are alligators? So, fine, that is an answer to a question that that creek does have alligators is it tasteless to mention by name Brian Laundry ending his days there was you know sort of
2: it's a weird weird connection it's weird in multiple ways. to get to alligators if Brian Laundry or Gabby Petito had been a question on jeopardy fine okay yes but to tie it into alligators? That's, that would be like, if, if the category, if it was like a Volkswagen Beetle, it'd be like, serial killer Ted Bundy slaughtered women in this fun car. Yes. Like, why would yes, you do
1: that? Yes, yes. What a random connection. O.J. Simpson trapes through their blood in what fancy Italian shoes? Like, <laughs> yeah. there are ways to ask these questions <laughs> and get Bruno Mali in there, or get all these answers. Yeah. But it did seem a little bit playful. I, I usually defend the, the writers at Jeopardy, it's a, it's a very um, sort of sacred job in the trivia community. If you get to be a writer of trivia questions for Jeopardy, you've really made it. You've just made it yeah um and so i think they take their job very seriously it's highly coveted but this is a bit of a miss i i do think they're being dragged sort of you know rightfully one brian laundry for all of his flaws as a human was the son of two parents who are living and he was consumed by alligators yeah. after murdering and, Gabby and Petito it even, it's tasteless on that level even even you know making the the, the
2: association of Brian Laundry to alligators is a weird leap but then uh, what do they go yeah uh, toothy critters yeah like it's such a cutesy way of like yes. the toothy critters that devoured this guy who murdered this woman
1: you don't want to elicit a laugh line, you know, no. and, and, and toothy critters is a laugh line <laughs> in is. trivia world. And it's just <laughs> odd. It's odd that they did it. It's odd that it passed all of the the layers of sort of uh, review that go through. You know, Jeopardy questions aren't just written on the fly and thrown up there. This yeah. is a, a vetted process. It's strange to me that it made it through. Um. And look, look, they'll get some flack. Jeopardy is an institution. It, it, it won't be harmed by this in the long no. run. And they but they did. They did step in it a little <laughs> bit. I, I, I think they stepped in it. You know who would have protested? Tested that question. Give it to Alex me. Trebek. Yes, he would have had something to say. I'm sure about. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't do that. I agree. And he was very, very involved in the show and how it ran. He previewed the questions and and things well, especially like that. that one.
2: You have to know how to pronounce Mayakahatchee. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a you don't
1: want to just throw that up on the host. But. And and Ken has a bit of a. Uh, oh, this is Mayim Oh, this was Mayim. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That was Mayim. So I don't know Mayim's sense of humor. I know Ken is a little bit saltier. Not saltier is the wrong word, but he's he's more willing to push the envelope, and he can have a dark sort of sense of humor at times. So I'm not sure he would have protested, but anyway, this was Mayim. But we'll see. I think you may see more of this in the future, because I, I don't think the gatekeepers are quite what they used to and be. And it gets attention. It gets attention. This it is true, attention. and every show needs attention. Now, let's go to my last bit of Jeopardy knowledge is... Speaking of Alex Drew, remember HQ? HQ, the huge phenomenon. Yeah,
2: you loved HQ. He would every day. (laughs) Are you on HQ? Did you do the HQ today? What's the. Oh, we got to.
1: You would, like, I had alerts. lock I had, your office to, like, get the HQ question. Listen, I would have post-mortem with all my friends, and it started to play multiple times a day. I played all the time. But HQ is 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 now a once-a-week phenomenon. It's sort of dying. Anyway, the former host who became a star in his own right, Scott Rogowski, was the first host. That's when it blasted onto the scene. He was the Alex Trebek of HQ. The Trebek. He was called Quiz Daddy. He had all these uh, nicknames and so forth. He now um, has a small sort of vintage clothing shop where he's collected all these things over the years, and he sells them. He has a little storefront and everything. Well, he went to Alex Trebek's estate sale, um, which is you know when someone passes away, they'll often their house. You can just sort of walk through it and pick out items and buy them for. Oh, of course, it sounds you know, morbid, dollars, but you know but if you if, when, when you're driving around and you look for estate sales, they're, on they're a weekend, so fun. Like,
2: ooh, what are you gonna find?
1: Yes. You don't know. So Scott Rogowski says he went to the estate sale, and while a lot of people were looking at all of uh, Alex's fancy art, he beelined it for the closet, and he starts rummaging through Alex. Trebek's uh, shirts and clothing and articles of clothing looking for gems that he, he could sell and might have some value. Uh, it is going to charity, so he wasn't we, just we should say So, so the, the, He's selling these clothes of Alex Trebek's,
2: which sounds like uh, like like a vulture or something. Yes. It's going to a pancreatic cancer charity, which is
1: what Alex Trebek died of. So Absolutely. this is for a good cause. For a great cause. Um, So he went through it, and Alex is famously Canadian, and he found some real gems. The best one he found was a, a, like a really pristine Ottawa Senator's jersey. Alex Trebek was really into the hockey love the senators and it's a jersey that is absolutely regulation and then you turn around and it says trebek on the back Yeah, the stitching is perfect Hand that's gonna, that's gonna go for a lot there are some yeah. articles that are just like
0: things you accumulate in life novelty like, t-shirts novelty when, I, when
2: i saw it was alex trebek's closet i was like oh it's gonna be all his suits from jeopardy it was no. like no <laughs> it's none of that those are not things They guy. left in the estate sale
1: No that's true They weren't left In the estate sale And he was also Remember Harvey Went to his house to yeah. For an episode Of Objectified Which is where Harvey Would go to a celebrity's house And look at things On their shelves And sort of learn About the person Their objects Their objects <laughs> if you will uh, And Alex Trebek Was a quite a casual guy He loved working On his sprinklers And yeah. he wore t-shirts On the weekend He was not fussy In the way that he was uh, His game show persona was So it was a real window Into uh, you know Alex You know we We miss him a lot If you're a fan of the show Now the stage is called The Alex Trebek stage mm. I mean there are elements of him that will always be associated with the game. In my mind, it's never been the same without him. It'll move on. I still it's enjoy like Bob Jeopardy, Barker. Who's but it feels still alive. Different. But you know, and Drew Carey's done well in The Price Is Right. But for a lot of
2: people, it's just, different. it's just always Bob Barker. That's right. That's right. And it's always gonna be Alex Trebek. And. Uh, so it's it's
1: interesting. That a lot of these clothes, though, still had the tags on them. So, did he ever even wear them? I think when you're that famous, people just you give just, you stuff constantly, you and you stuff. just throw it in your closet. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, no. the auction went down on uh, uh, yesterday, and yeah. and so I'm sure a lot of this stuff sold. But go check it out on the website because there's a video with Scott where he just talks and goes through some of the articles, and it's really fascinating. Yeah. That'll do it for us. Uh, we'll see you next time.